Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast, the podcast where we look back at past Best Picture winners for your reconsideration. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and joining me tonight is my co-host, is it A, Alex Riviello, B, Matt Marchetti, C, Roger Ebert, or D, Amy Thomason? Yes, it is, in fact. C, Roger Ebert, we're so glad to have him back from the dead, but actually, no, it is D. Amy Thomason. Amy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. How you doing? Good. I could use a million dollars. We could definitely use a million dollars. I believe it is actually $300,000 that the film that he goes with, that he ultimately wins in the end. Spoiler alert for this week's movie, which is... Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire. The 2008 Academy Award Best Picture. Um, Amy, what is your history with this film? Before I watched it again yesterday, I saw it one time in the theater the year it came out. Okay. Did you, uh, what were your memories of that uh, one time? I enjoyed it, and I liked the dance that they did at the end. <laughs> Everybody liked the dance they did at the end, yes. And I remember, because I was engaged at the time, and I remember seeing the dance, and I thought, wouldn't that be fun if I made everybody learn that dance for my wedding? Did you? And I was the only person who thought that that would be fabulous, so that got vetoed. But oh. it was a good movie. I liked it. It was good. Liked it. It was good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeling a lot. Too much enthusiasm or passion there. Uh, myself, I uh, I saw this in 2008. Year it came out. I like to. I like. I like to feel very, I'm very proud of myself when I see the Best Picture nominees before they have been nominated for Best Picture. This was definitely one of them. I saw it once, and I think this is one of the few movies in the last decade I have seen multiple times in the theater. Uh, Loved it then. Own it on Blu-ray, which if you know me, I have basically movies from 2007 to 2009. And then just for whatever reason, I stopped buying Blu-rays because I think I wasn't working, so I didn't have the money or whatever. So this is one of the few ones I felt very happy I could like just pop this in the old Blu-ray player, which is my PlayStation 4, and just watch this. Uh, it, it felt good as opposed to just downloading it. But yes, uh, warm memories all around. Uh, I don't think I have my Same Night Movie Review top 10 list for that year. It got lost, but I recall this being very high up there. Um, probably not number one because I'm going to guess The Dark Knight was number one which also came out in 2008, and we'll definitely talk about that. But before we, before we go into anything, how was your Christmas break, your New Year's? Did you see anything fun, uh, either current or uh, historic? Historic? No. <sighs> this time, I was totally focused, which is shocking. I was this. completely focused on Best of 2017, because I haven't been to the movies in a while, and I know that now... There's so many movies out. So I saw The Shape of Water, I, Tanya, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. The other ones. The Florida 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 and Mother. And Mother. That's a fine cross-section of the year. Uh, <laughs> I, bring, I Audience, I bring this up because next week, as you know, this is 
The official start of Oscar season, the Golden Globes, are this weekend. That sort of kicks everything off into overdrive. And we, we ourselves are going to be doing a sort of best of 2017 retrospective. We don't uh, normally talk about the current Oscar race because, frankly, I don't see a lot of the movies. But we thought we'd weigh in because, hey, we're jerks on the internet and jerks on the internet do have opinions and we love to share them with you and we hope you like listening to us but for right now we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk the 81st academy awards slumdog millionaire and everything that went on in that year stick around and the oscar goes to slumdog millionaire christian colson producer Thank you so much to the Academy. As, as you can see, our film was um, a collaboration between uh, hundreds of people, and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that so many of them uh, could be with us here tonight to share this moment. Um, together, we've been on uh, an extraordinary, an extraordinary journey. Uh, when we started out, uh, we had no stars, we had no power or muscle, we didn't have enough money, really, to do what we wanted to do. Uh, but what we had was a script that inspired mad love uh, in everyone who read it. We had a genius for a director. We had a cast and a crew who were unwavering in their commitment and whose talents uh, are up on the screen for all of you to see. We had uh, partners in uh, Film 4, in Celador, uh, in Pathé and Fox Searchlight who had the courage to support us. And we had a shared love for the extraordinary city of Mumbai where we made the movie. Most of all, we had passion and we had belief and our film shows that if you have those two things, truly anything is possible. I want to thank, on a personal note, my mum and my dad for all their love and support over the years. I want to thank my girl, Saskia Mulder, who's my partner in crime and the light in my life. And I want to thank all of you very much indeed. Thank you. The 81st Academy Awards were held on February 22nd in 2009. Hugh Jackman was the host. And I must say, I did... I love Hugh Jackman, and I want him to be more successful, especially in the song and dance genre, which he clearly loves. Love the guys, Wolverine. Amazing. And I don't know if you've seen that opening number, but go on YouTube. YouTube his opening number. It will knock your socks off. I knew him from song and dance because I also watched the Tony Awards. So I've seen him do the whole song and dance thing, and he's everything an actor should be. He can do this. Yeah, well, he, he is a stuff, tri- he is a triple threat. Turn around and kill it as Wolverine. He really right. is a perfect and, actor. Yeah, and he can bench some ridiculous amount of. But the dude is fifty something years old. He looks incredible. 
I think he, I, 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 he is, uh, I think he is, he, put, he is potentially an EGOT host because he has hosted yes. the Oscars and he's hosted the Tonys. So he just got to get, he's got to get the Emmys easy and the Grammys. I could win a Grammy if I wanted to. I'm sure he could host it. It'd be fine. It'd be great because he, he the dude can sing. All he has to do is like come up with an album. Apparently, he's this amazing guy. My mom and her friend yeah. uh, did wallpapering at the house of a woman who was in a Tony Award-winning musical with him. Mm. Like they went That's to bad. her house and there was the woman's Tony Award, and they're like, "Oh, what show were you?" And she's like, "Oh, I was in The Boy from Oz with Hugh Jackman." And by the way, not only is he one of the most handsome men on the planet, immensely talented, he's also unbelievably nice down to earth and a wonderful family man love to hear that love love he's yeah. he has married to the same woman for uh, like yeah. a very long he's time he's one that great. i literally wouldn't leave my house if i heard he like sexually harassed or assaulted someone that would destroy my faith in humanity that'd be devastating but so far so good wolverine is a-okay but we're not here to talk about that unfortunately i could talk about hugh jackman a lot but we're here to talk about slumdog millionaire which Took home Best Picture that year. It also won seven other Academy Awards. Eight? A nice haul. Yeah, eight total. What other things did it pick up? Best Director for Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. Best Adapted Screenplay. Best Cinematography. Best yeah, Film the... Editing. Best Score. Best Original Song for Jai Ho. Jai Ho, yes. By R.A. Raman. And uh-huh. Raman. Sound Mixing. And Sound Mixing, Okay. I will say Danny Boyle, long time. Uh, he's a sort of industry icon now. He's the you know British guy who made a train spotting, which is which is amazing. Big, big claim to amazing, amazing. Is, yeah, he's a energetic director, and it's all on screen right here. Uh, Simon Beaufoy wrote the uh, wrote the screenplay. It's based on the novel Q and A by Vikas Swarup. Uh, and uh, I think this put Ari Raman on the map in terms of score because I, I can't wait to talk about it. The score is one of my favorite things about this movie. It's just absolutely incredible. And there's a lot to like, a lot to like about this. There is, there, there is a lot to like about this, but it, there's something weird about all of those nominations. Is something, is something missing there? Do you see um, like a, a big chunk of categories that are just not present? Acting. There is no acting. This is one of... Uh, 11 films to win without any acting nominations. Do you know any of the other ones by chance? Quiz time. Oh, and I should know this. I should probably. You gave me shit for for potentially not liking this movie. But we're not nominated for acting. For, For any acting. For any acting. Braveheart? Braveheart, yes. Oh, boom, boom. Right out of the gate. Um, yeah, right. Okay, okay the, what are the nine other ones? <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we don't have to go on this, but Gigi, or Gigi, however the hell it's pronounced, also not one. I remember, I, I know you you think I'm not going to like that movie, and I can't wait till we, uh, till oh, we talk about our, that Oh, um, spoiler alert, I don't really like that movie. Oh. See? Well Shocking. then. Okay. Uh, also, you know, it's, it's. As part, it's part of illustrious companies such as Gigi, Wings, the greatest the show on Earth, Eighty Days, the greatest show on Earth, Earth. also known yep. as those lame winners from the fifties. Oh, totally. So, and of course, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King, which should have gotten Gandalf. Uh, not which no should have gotten at least two. Sam, Sam. and uh, Gollum. 
Oh, Andy, Andy Serkis is so long overdue for an Oscar nomination. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's sad. But because he does all the mocap stuff, nobody recognizes him. I would give him a, I would give him an acting nod for uh, any, any one of the planet, planet of the, planet of the, the Apes, planet of the Apes movies too. He's, he's, he's just so good. In that oh, movie. so great. He's but one of the best. They need to come up with the best animated acting award. The award, something, yeah, something like it's. It's gonna. I, I think it might happen. It, and watching I, Pinocchio with my son, the nineteen forty Disney Pinocchio, is what made me think of that. I thought there's so many great voice actors out there that, like you know, Robin right Williams right. in Aladdin. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. that's an iconic performance. Yeah, there's been. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk, at least among film, you know, critics and junkies and Oscar, Oscar people. <laughs> That they uh, they like they really would push for something like this because so much is CGI nowadays and animation that there should be we should acknowledge especially when the people have to do the mocap themselves like it's not Andy Serkis isn't just like knocking out an entire movie in a in a, a day he's he's there he's animating he's 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 acting he's acting he's amazing an American he's in great. Paris 1951 I bet that's another one. That is another one. Boom. You got killing most it. Of them. I just need a minute to yeah. think and then I get it. All right. All right. Uh, it was also not the film. Some dog Millionaire was also nominated for two other awards. Best sound editing. And I will honestly, I will never understand the di- I do know the difference, but it just, why isn't it just best sound? And uh, also another best original song uh, uh, called Osaya, which uh, Raman wrote with MIA, who was featured prominently on the film so, soundtrack as well. There's best sound, best sound mixing, and best sound editing. Those are three. No, 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 no. There's best sound mixing and best sound editing, but it, okay. It, everyone always like, why isn't this just best sound? They're very different because one is the sound, the the sound effects you have, and and all that, and the other one is how you implement them, and it's it's a matter of degrees. But for the 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 folks Industry. who are just watching, they're like, why is it? like it's like this is just one of those this is one of those lame categories that's designed to trip me up in my Oscar pool. <laughs> really. uh, but um, Slumdog Millionaire, uh, it did have to beat out some other films. Although I have to say the competition was kind of light this year. It, it was real. I, I think everybody was like, "There's no, there's no race," as I recall. It's it's Slumdogs to lose. At this point, and it, it obviously didn't. What were the other four films? Four films that were nominated, and we will talk about that after Amy reads them off. Milk, mm-hmm. The Reader, Frost Nixon, mm-hmm. and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Button. And I love to be able to say that I have seen all of these films, and I have. Yay! Um, I have right down here The Reader. Ugh, this movie. Uh, as I recall, I recall it just being a. Like, oh yeah, this is a movie that's designed to win Oscars. And it did. It won an Oscar for uh, the lovely Kate Winslet. Who Milk. Asterisk mm-hmm. Who? should have won that year for Revolutionary Road instead. It was a better performance, in my opinion. I have not seen The Reader. I have read the book. Okay. And even though it's available no. on Netflix right now, it's still not one of those. Kate Winslet basically always should be nominated because every performance Pretty she much. does is wonderful. She's, she doesn't she's always... like Meryl Streep. She doesn't always do the best material, like Titanic, really not a favorite of mine at all. In fact, mm-hmm. I disliked the movie when it came out, but she was good in it. But right. like right. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, oh, Little my. Children, Revolutionary Road. Yeah, I think uh, like, I, like I would 
I would take I would take the I would take the reader win away from Kate Winslet, and I would I would still give it. A, I've never seen Revolutionary Road. My impression is that it's basically this. Yo, the suburbs are terrible. Don't go there. It's even worse um, than. I mean, it's even more emotionally gut wrenching than that. I mean. Oh, okay, but regardless, Kate Winslet, uh, Eternal Sunshine, or Little Children. She is dynamite in Little Children. That movie messed. <laughs> It messed me up so bad. I'm like, I don't even want to go back and watch it now because I'd be like, no, it's so, I can't. It's so can't strange. As I'm thinking about this, I'm like, the reader, oh, read the book. Revolutionary Road, saw the movie, read the book. Little Children saw the movie, read the book, and I own it on DVD. Okay. Hey, well, there you go. Uh, as well, also, we I have, like the dark movies. Yeah, no, they're dark movies can be good. Um, but actually, this is this year. All right, Kate Winslet doesn't win. I give it to Anne Hathaway for uh, for acting in Rachel getting married and take it away for Les Mis, although she was good. She shouldn't have uh, for Les Mis. Yeah, probably, probably not. Uh, Milk picked up, uh, gave Sean Penn his second lead actor. He also won in 1995 for Dead Man Walking, uh, and of course the big uh, the big uh, the big winner this year, or rather one of the the most noteworthy awards was the second ever posthumous acting award to the one and only Heath Ledger who won for The Dark Knight currently the only acting award ever given to a comic book film uh, and the uh, the first being of course the late great Peter Finch in Network in 1976 uh, as for Frost Nixon and Curious Cage and Benjamin, Benjamin Button they are you know whatever they're fine Frost, Frost Nixon, Nixon okay. I thought was good it was a little different because it had been on Broadway and both of those actors had been in it on Broadway, right. which gives you a little more of an edge, in my opinion. Right. It was a good oh, and movie and it's a good play, but. I mean, I, and I'm, I, I'm a big fan of Skeletor. So like if he's, if he's going to be playing Richard Nixon, I'm like, yeah, I'll see Skeletor as Richard Nixon. Franklin and Jell-O people. He, and Curie, he yeah, he played Skeletor in Masters of the Universe. Great movie. Check it out. Recommendation. Curious Case of Benjamin Button is a movie that bungles its premise so hard. You're like, oh, this should have been so different because you have such a unique performance, unique story, and uh, David Fincher just he, uh, he does not know how to handle this story, and it goes on way too long. And yet David Fincher, uh, very disappointing because he's such a great director. He's so... Dude, you so, yeah, Fight Club, man! Yeah, and you'd come back a couple of years later with, of course, The Social Network, one of the best movies of the 2010s. I love that film so much. I can't wait to talk about it. Mm. Fight Club is Moving on. one of mine. I could watch it, like, every day. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I find it unbelievably watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, uh, I, like, I like Brad Pitt not wearing a shirt myself. It's it's not a bad vision, but I'm also a big <laughs> Edward Norton fangirl. Yeah, true that, true that. Okay, 2008 in film had a lot of stuff. Is there anything that sticks out for you in terms of cinematic quality, maybe films that should have been nominated over other films? Indeed. Um, the Dark Knight? Yeah. I'm laying it on oh, the what? line. Didn't like it when I saw it. But... Generally, if it's based on a comic book, it's really, it's got to work a lot harder to win me over. Because really, okay. in general, I'm not a fan of them at all. And, then, and this this was the year it all started, because Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk 
also came out this year and that and it's been comic book movies ever since yes they have but few things have touched the dark knight the two tim burton Mm -hmm. batmans i love every other one i've seen since then i've been like eh, fine but uh the dark knight was uh instrumental in uh changing the academy uh as you might have recalled back then people were saying that this is it is a it is a great movie and should be awarded as such. It topped many critics' top, you know, top ten lists of the year, nominated and won several critics' uh, awards as well. But it was not nominated for the an Academy Award, which pissed a lot of people off. And also, the Academy Awards they were kind of on a nosedive, and they really needed something to bring in younger viewers. And Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Milk. The Reader and Frost Nixon ain't gonna do that. Neither is Slumdog. So next year, in 2009, we have the uh, shifting uh, slots. We have uh, 8 to 10 nominees per year, uh, making it very hard to see all the movies, or if you do your 24-hour movie marathon, it's so much fucking longer to watch all of them now. And there's a lot of movies where you're like, really? Yeah, this Where is it's not just, like, an this Oscar is, contend, contend. Yeah, and I is, understand this is, this is why they do ploy. it, but yeah, come the on. Blind come Side, on. really, uh, really, no, The Blind Side. Yeah, okay, we're okay. We're we're running low on time in the segment. Uh, the Wrestler. I don't know how that was not nominated. Mickey Rourke is amazing. That it's a won. great. And it's a great. He should have won Best Actor for that. He should have. Uh, Wally, best animated film, six nominations. One of the most animated films, uh, most nominated animated films of all time. Did in pick Bruges. up best animated film. Yes, in Bruges. What up, three billboards? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Th- Thunder. Grand yep. Torino, which, which I didn't see. Which, which, you, you know what? By the way, I just love Tropic Thunder. Got Robert Downey Jr. an Oscar nomination. He got nominated for. What? But he was he was great. But you know what? I, I honestly I would have given it to Tom Cruise. Fucking love Tom Cruise yes. in that movie. He's so good. And so Pineapple good. Express. Yep, Pineapple Express. Uh, Brothers, uh, the Brothers Bloom for those Ryan Johnson fans out there. Great movie. Uh, speaking of Tom Cruise, Valkyrie. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. Quantum. Yeah, you no, know, I like I like it. Quantum of Solace, very underappreciated new James Bond movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Doubt. Uh, excellent performances uh, oh, all around Doubt by everybody. Should have been nominated for Best Picture. That is a very high position on the Amy Thomas and Top 100. That's another one yes. I watch every single okay. year. It's uh, it's such an acting tour de force. Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, Meryl Streep, and Amy Adams, who I and, and Viola I Davis for her one scene for her one scene that she wins for. And she's uh, amazing. Or, or, yeah. It is amazing. That wasn't nominated. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but also. The most successful Meryl Streep movie in history came out. Mamma Mia. I liked it. I thought it was... I do. It's it's cute. I saw it. It was the first Broadway show my husband ever saw. We took him to see that. It's not a bad bad choice. Sequel coming out this year. Yeah, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I don't know. I have like... I, 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 I assume ABBA has more songs. But hey, whatever. Lots of good things in 2008. But was Slumdog Millionaire the best? Stay tuned and find out. I'll go for D, London. Computer G, 
डी लॉक किया जाए जमाल मलिक जो एब्सोल्युटली राइट Are you nervous? What? <laughs> Am I nervous? It's you who's in the hot seat, my friend. Oh yes. Sorry. <laughs> Bloody hell, he's got brave on the run. Finally. <laughs> A few hours ago, you were giving chai for the phone wallas, and now you're richer than they will ever be. Walla player. Ladies and gentlemen, what a player! Slumdog Millionaire, directed by Danny Boyle, written by Simon Beaufoy, starring Dev Patel, Freddie Pinto, Irfan Khan, Madhur Matal, and Anil Kapoor. Amy, what is the movie about? It is about a young boy, not a young boy, a young man from a slum who is on his final question on the Indian version of who wants to be a millionaire. And he has to explain how he knew all the answers because they think he's cheating. In a way. Yes. That, uh, that does capture, I suppose the, the overarching plot. We need yes. to, uh, you know, he's at this final question and, uh, it is a reflection on his life and how he got there. That just so happens to follow up in who wants to be a millionaire? By any way, I gotta ask: Were you ever a fan of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Regis Philbin? When it first came out under Regis, yeah, it was a fun show to watch. And it, you know, is that your final answer? Is such a saying now? Yeah, it's 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 absolutely become uh, something of an uh, an iconic phrase. It's yeah, like, it's it part really of the lexicon. Is. I I remember everybody just loving it. I never, for some reason, never watched it. I'm like, yeah, sure, sure whatever, and it's it's a thing, but. <laughs> What I what what I like about this is that I feel Who Wants to Be a Millionaire had kind of already peaked by this point. And mm-hmm. and so it's just funny that, you know, India's just, you know, they're like a couple of years behind, so it's like the biggest thing ever. And I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting here at 2008, I'm like, oh who wants to be a millionaire? Jesus, who cares anymore? But because Regis wasn't on it anymore. It got yeah, yeah. like it got watered. It got watered down. But when it first came on, it was huge. I remember the first guy that show. won the million dollars. I remember what the question was. Oh, what was the, what was the question? I forget the question. I know he was a what cocky TV son of a bitch. Show. What popular TV show and then or what president was on Rowan and Martin's Laughing? Wow. That's a and and like he and didn't he like call his dad and said by the way I'm just called about his to... dad and he said dad I'm about to win a million dollars because my answer is Richard Nixon final answer like I remember this <laughs> that freaking kid Uh anyways um let's just get right into spoiler alerts how does this film feel uh, roughly ten years later to you. How did how did how is it? How's I think it set up? it's still as effective as when I saw it. And keep in mind, I mean, this is not a movie I went and revisited. I literally saw it one time when it came out, and then it came up as the movie we were doing. Watched it again. Okay, just Business. as effective. Just as effective. What 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 are the what are the feelings that 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 come to mind? Like, how is it still effective? Is it effective emotionally? Is it a good story? What is it to you? All of the thing. Okay, I think one, it's a very good story. I think. 
one of the things that I really like about it and one of the things I like, I kind of expect from an Academy Award winner now is an original story, something that isn't derivative of 50 million other things. Okay, yeah. And it's about India, which is a culture I don't know a lot about. It's about popular culture in India, which I don't really know a lot about. It had a really interesting framing device, Mm. and it had that frenetic energy that Danny Boyle has. So I'd forgotten that Danny Boyle was the director. I've seen Train Spotting a lot. So then I watched it again after kind of connecting it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the guy who did Train Spotting. And now I can see some of those Danny Boyle Isn't things it? that he does. Yes. His use of music and soundtrack always kicks ass. It's so good. And I was like, cool, I'm glad that this interesting movie filmmaker got this instead of a more traditional, like, The Reader, which is about World War II, and Mm -hmm. Frost Nixon, which is, you know, something we all know, very American. Right. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in uh, some of that. We're gonna we're gonna come back to Danny Boyle and the, the fact that he is directing this and talk about the framing device. Now, it is a story told over multiple timelines using this uh, using who want, using rather cl- cleverly the who wants to be a millionaire questions as sort of like chapter almost chapter marks. I I feel like if I were to read the books, every chapter would begin with the question and be like, oh, mm-hmm. and this is how. He knows what uh, Colt which 45 is. so clever. Which is, which is so clever and which, original yeah. and fresh. And I love that. I love it. I love it. I, I love it too. But like at the same time, I go like, this is the most writerly affectation. Like, oh, it all just happens to mess to like to match up. But the way it is presented and also the, you know, the like sort of the theme of the film is like it like destiny is thing it's real and i go okay i could i could it is it is written i can buy into this and i and i really like when they can take something that feels so like a little bit trite and make it effective and that's where that's where that's where danny boyle danny boyle comes in um just just love the guy uh so it takes place over three timelines you have def patel in the current uh, the current iteration of uh of jamal and uh, you know and, and whatnot you also have the uh, kids you have the young kid and you have the the like tween age kid were you were you a fan of one more than the other was there one particular set of storylines that hit you more than the others the most was when they were very very little mm-hmm. those kids were adorable so adorable and, and they did say, try to cute them up yeah. But they were. Yeah. You just wanted to hug them and like make them a sandwich. Right. And they didn't. One thing I, one thing I hate about a lot of certainly American movies is when they have a young kid, they make them like just like almost just mini adults. They're like very wise. I'm like, oh, the precocious fucking wise kid. I hate it when they do that. Here, it's a very different, uh, it's just a very different culture and lifestyle. And these kids are. There's a reason they they behave the way they are. They're f- sort of forced into it, and I, I got to say the the youngest kids are great. I love their I love their story the most, and um, certainly now ten years later, I have I have a kid of my own. I was watching a lot of these scenes and just going, Ugh! I was holding my chest like, no, oh god, like when the uh, when the uh, the riot happens and the mom gets just 
feet over the head, very unceremoniously. Like, oh God, no, this, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And then it gets worse and you're like, oh shit. Like, I completely forgot the storyline with the uh, Maman, the like gangster hustler who was like exploiting the kids. I'm like, what is, like, what, what happens here? I'm like, oh, oh, I, oh, yeah, the blind singing. Oh, that kid's not, oh, no. I had forgotten all about that plot line as well. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a little, th- I mean, I, I, I do enjoy going back to m- movies I watched and liked younger, especially that have, that now has, now have kids in danger and going, and I always thought like, oh, I would never be affected by this. It'd be fine. And I'm like, no, no, my baby. Where's you don't, baby? because once you have kids, you think of it being your child. Yep. Yep. And that my son is five. Yeah. And I'm, you know, imagining him like, and it is a brutal look at the slums of India. And I'm yes. looking at those kids and I'm watching him go down a toilet. By the way, the toilet scene, Danny Boyle can film nasty, disgusting toilets very, very well. It made me think of train spotting. Yeah. I know. I know of what you speak. <laughs> yes. He's, uh, but I, I, interesting that this is now the second time I've seen a. I don't really even know a lot of Danny Boyle movies. I'm being honest. I'm sure I've seen more, but I just thought, yeah, people going in toilet. They, it's a, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, Maybe it's a Danny Boyle thing. Yeah, I have, I have a question. Did you last year? Did you see the film Lion, also starring Dev Patel, also kind of a similar, similar vibe to this movie? I haven't seen it. I've seen Dev Patel. He's in great. several things. He, he, yeah, he's fantastic. The, he's Best Exotic, Marigold Hotel, one and two. I love those movies he's in. And he was uh, on the, the British... News, the Newsroom. He was and, on Skins, the British TV show, if you've ever oh, seen what, it. Oh, it was. Oh, I didn't see the British... I never saw the British version. Here, the American version is actually okay. You need to see the British version if you're a fan of Game of Thrones. I am a fan of Game of Thrones. But, uh, no, my question is Lion. It's a film that follows a young Indian boy who gets uh, lost on it, who gets on the wrong train and ends up uh, away from, you know, lost amongst from his, his family. And the entire time I was watching it, I was just thinking, this is so linear. Why can't this be more like Slumdog Millionaire? It's like, I want to get to, I, like, I want to get to Dev Patel. I want to know, I want to see fucking Dev Patel and uh, what's her, and just all this, and Rooney Mara and everyone. I want to get there, but it's, it i appreciated the editing in this mm-hmm. film so very much because by by allowing it to jump back and forth you're able to sort of skip over a bunch of mm. things you're like okay we're here all right it's going maybe it's this chapter is almost done all right back to who went back to the, the the present time and it gives this this film i have to say flies uh it, it is, really does it's edited with that danny boyle magic it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to watch how the uh, how the questions match up to his life and, you, you, and without a, being too jarring i'm glad that they did the questions kind of chronologically because if it kept jumping from now he's you know seven now he's a kid and now he's an, that right. would have been a little bit too much to it would have been it would have been like, it, it would I mean, it would sort of lined up chronologically right. with this childhood. Otherwise, it would have been insane. Yeah. It might have made a little more sense, but I think for the sake of the narrative, because it's a movie that goes back and forth a lot, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's still all, it's just moving forward. It's always moving forward. Yeah. You never, it never stops. 
because you're all it's always got another thing to get to and the thing ultimately is the last question uh so i um so and also what i like about it is that yes there's no sense of like dramatic tension like it, there's no like oh they're gonna they're gonna survive is, is jamal going to survive this he obviously survives he's he's here on the on the show unless they pull a pull a fast one on us and it's so it's it's a question of this is an entire journey and how are they going to survive it and that is where i think that they find the drama and the and the fun in this movie because i love in the in the tween age uh sequences how they how they hustle themselves on the train and how they're mm-hmm. how they're, they're just scraping by they're stealing shoes and how you're not even feeling bad about it. Like, well, the fucking kids, they just need shoes. Like, just, who, like, the, the American tourists, who cares about the car that gets jacked? It's fine. And it gives you that other perspective. Because if you've, you know, when you travel abroad, you see street people. Mm-hmm. And do. as Americans, we don't really give them a second thought. No, because we don't. We're like, like we don't oh, give them street here. people. Like, watch out for them. Hold your purse close to you. And that's about it. You don't think about them having a life. You don't think about them having a mother that they saw killed and right. living in a slum and things. And I like that this kind of forces you to look at not just the image that we want to look at, the image that we try to ignore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Without just... making too much of an overt statement. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's, it's simply presenting it. I ca- I cannot vouch for the accuracy of, yeah. of of it i can't say that oh yeah this is exactly what it's like and i I'm, I'm clearly an expert in india because now i because i've seen some dog millionaire oh, a bunch of yeah. times like i'm never going to say that but it it is a certainly a very different look than what one would normally get uh in uh perhaps a more sanitized version either from bollywood or, Ho- or hollywood themselves mm-hmm. okay the film uh it's about two brothers jamal and salim uh how do you feel about their relationships and what are the defining characteristics of each of them, and how do they how do they uh, how do they play off one another? Salim, I thought was a really interesting character. He, I think, had more. He was more of an interesting character than Jamal. Jamal's amazing. You love him. You root for him, and it's right. well acted. Yes, in all, Salim, in all the timelines. But he's always the good guy trying to do the right thing. Right. There's no real arc. Salim goes from ripping his brother off, sealing his autographed copy of mm-hmm. that actor's picture and selling it. Right. And you're like, oh, he's a dirtbag. He's the bad brother. The other one's the good brother. Okay. But then later he saves his brother from being blinded. And you're like, oh, okay. So now he's, redeemed himself but then letting go of latika's hand and you're like oh okay so now now he's a dirtbag again and so it sort of shifts back and forth and i think he's the more interesting character not the more likable character okay i would i will i will agree to that he is i think he will always protect jamal even if that means doing something jamal doesn't uh, like or need or want, and uh, ex- ex- except except at certain points when he like he finally does like he become you know he finally ascends into he's a he's a, literally a murderer at like twelve or thirteen, and that's that, that's when he becomes like the bad guy. The, mm-hmm. you know, he becomes he becomes the gangster, and he, he does and thus needs 
further saving uh, later on. Uh, one thing watching now um, is that Salim, Salim, he frees Latika at the end. It's it's, uh, it's lovely. It's 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 great. What did you make of Salim's final moments when he shoots his boss and then he gets shot in the tub full of money? Very very dramatic. But how does how did that how did that work for you? We're jumping it's around, dramatic. folks. I know. I'm sure that there was some deeper meaning behind him getting into the tub after filling it with money. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really figure out what he was going for there. I think he didn't want to make a mess and uh, something about blood money or it's, I, I thought remember. maybe blood money, but I was just too by that point in the movie. I'm just waiting for Latika and Jamal to get together. Yeah, yeah. And is- I think it was very obvious that Salim's real issue was he was jealous of Latika. He wants it to just be the brother, like he's my brother. Stay away, right, Biatch. Right, right. Because but, I want him to myself. Right, but the, but then I, then I think he realizes that there's I that the relationship we have will never be the same, and so I need to I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this one last thing because my brother is the one who you know I've been doing all this for, and this is my this is my final act, and I'm going to show him that I am that I can I can do it. I I, th- yes. I, th- I think I think he he wants to be redeemed. He wants to go out kind of a hero. Yes, and, kind and, of and redemption. And and I and, I, and rape, I think he does. Did it. he rape her? Uh, I have a feeling that that's what was about to happen. It was about to happen. I, I like it's. It seemed like I'm she. I'm glad you didn't she, see it, but I was a little like. Was yeah, he it, her? I mean, she she consented, but like he had a gun, and you're like, uh, I don't know. So like, yeah, he needed. If he it's needed her some giving in or else the guy she loves is going to get shot in the face how can how consensual really can that yeah be? exactly i mean there are i mean that 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 does bring us to a whole bunch of controversies namely let's say this is 2008 twitter's not a thing yet imagine if you will this movie Slumdog millionaire about indian boys from mumbai going through having their adventures and it is directed by imperialist jerk himself i don't know if he's a jerk danny boyle white guy how do you feel what do you think happens do you think twitter blows itself up does this film even win best picture in 2018 were every single film the exact same i would say yes one thing that danny boyle did that i remember you discussing with now i can't remember what movie it is I like the fact that he had the language he used. They were speaking in Hindi for as much Mm. of the movie as they were. And I think that that was really respectful. They were not speaking with British accents. And I think that that really gave it more of a feel of an Indian movie. Okay. Maybe people would have a problem with it, but the fact that they actually went ahead, used the language and he made, you know, he had the Bollywood style ending Yes, he did. The, 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 but the I say this as a extremely fair-skinned white person living right. in America. So take that yeah. with a massive grain of salt. Yeah. But I I'm, like that they used the Hindi language. I was going to ask you about that because I do remember that there was a movie that you were discussing that was Best Picture, and you were like, why didn't they... It was Schindler's List, sorry. Right, okay. That's but your, your former podcast and Schindler's List, why didn't he have them speaking German? Yeah, right. Art- artistic reasons it's just with like with that you'll be like all right sure like with on, like honestly when i think when it comes like with white people like who cares 
when it's this, we're like, oh, we got some problems. I would, you know, folks, if you love to write in with your hat, with your angry hashtags about what about Slumdog Millionaire in 2018, we'd love to hear your like he your like Oscar boycott fun slacktivist. Yeah, you got him, guy. Hashtags. Love to hear that. Hit us up at Oscar Watch. And he used Indian actors. I mean, it's not yeah. you know, it's not like he's getting people, you know, Alec Guinness and Brown. <laughs> he's, he's not Alec Guinness. No, it's uh, <laughs> a lot a lot of a lot of Indian actors. What's what going on that? What what I love is that uh all of the I believe the story is like a lot of male Indian actors, they work out a ton because there's a like a particular look Bollywood wants. And Dev Patel was like one of the only skinny guys who auditioned for the movie. He was like, oh, well, that's clearly, this is the guy, this is the guy we need. And Dev Patel's one of the biggest Indian stars in the world now. It's just, it's just funny. Um, I, have to, I gotta talk about, I gotta talk about the music. Uh, the score to this film is on fire. The soundtrack, the songs they use, you got Paper Planes and that glorious train sequence. I love that. MIA is great. But uh, R.A. Raman, or Raman, uh, I think he earns this Oscar. He earns it on the like ninety seconds that is Latika's theme. I every time that theme comes up, I just am taken away. My heart flutters. I remember how beautiful and talented Frida Pinto is. Oh my uh, it's, God! It, it's, it's, she is breathtaking. She 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 is she's breathtaking, and, we'll, and and we can talk about that. But uh, the music, I think, is uh, a, it's almost a character in this movie. It is such a strong force, and I love that it won and put this guy on the map. Uh, do, do you have any thoughts on the on the on the music itself or anything like that? It just it went so well with the movie, and I mean that every time you know it showed Latika, and it was that image of her by the train station oh. looking with the sun on her face and the scarf flowing around and the music's playing and mm. the scarf is swirling and it's just yeah. you felt like how amazing would it be to have someone like that be the image that somebody has of you yeah like he's so in love with her that that's literally like the image of her in his head and it's very romantic i'm not gonna lie i might have swooned a little bit because it was so romantic I sort of love it. And Frida Pinto is such a beautiful uh, person that she can have a knife scar on her face. And I go, God, I think, I think she's even more attractive now. How messed up is that? She's, uh, and she's a very, very talented actress. But, uh, and she just... had a harder life than both of those oh, yeah. boys. I would, I mean, I want, like, I would like to see a movie, like, a side story of, like, her, but, like, that would just be so fucking depressing, wouldn't it? It would have been so gut-wrenching. That, so you know, rough. Oh. Jamal really doesn't have it so rough. No, he's a cut. Like, this girl yeah. gets left behind, literally left to savage monsters. Right. Who, and, like, she's going to grow up, and she's going to become Frida Pinto, and you know what, you know, like, then, you know what that leads to. It's terrible yeah and at the train station when you're like oh you feel a little sad for jamal he's waiting for her maybe she won't come poor jamal <laughs> then you see his beautiful woman and then you're like oh she made it isn't that wonderful oh now she's getting dragged away savagely beaten and cut yeah. with the knife on her face yeah it's he and can't... he just is kind of standing there like watching all of this happen and you're like dude Maybe you should prepare it a little better, Jamal. Yeah, bring a gun or something. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, um, 
Jamal is on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. He's gone. He's literally been tortured because they want to know, like, how does this Chaiwala from Mumbai know all of these questions? Doctors and lawyers haven't gotten past certain certain points. Uh, he has a question. Who is the third musketeer? At this point in the movie, do you think he should have gotten it right? Or should he have gotten it wrong? What do you think? What do you make of the ending? At the, you, you've been along for an hour, 15 minutes or so. What, what, do, you, what do you make of, of, of the ending itself? He has to win. Does because he? It, because the theme of the movie is it is written. But is it written for him to win or is it written for him to get the girl because i Everything. he wins a, he wins life he, he wins a life and that's and that's great it's great but would it have been a little more powerful if he did not get the right answer but logica still loves him anyways and he see he get he gets the girl like like a, it's, it's a rock he gets the rocky ending i like I'm, I'm trying to think like would that be good and i and it's not the way it is and i do love the way it ends because like the way he answers it and they have set up the Three Musketeers, which, which to me, I, I I just find hilarious because it is a very Western centric question. I'm like, well, of course it's fucking Aramis. Like, who doesn't I'm like? All oh, right, in, in Indians probably don't they don't read that regularly. Okay, that makes I sense. I might have thought D'Artagnan. I haven't read the book, but when I saw Dar- that D'Artagnan, no, no, D'Artagnan the other is... one, I was like, wait, is it because D'Artagnan's? He's a, he's a, he's the he's 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 a new guy. D'Artagnan's the new guy who who challenges them all to a duel at the same time, but. Uh, you know, it's 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 but written by a person of color, which I think is interesting that um, they didn't just pick uh Dumas, yes, no, 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 a person oh, of color. They mentioned that. that in uh Django and Change, too. Sorry, I'm getting off on like okay. eight tangents right now. That's all, that's right. Um, I'm glad that he won because yes. this it, it wasn't a Rocky because in Rocky, all he wanted to do was go the distance. Okay, very true. And he did go the distance, and it set it up for like all those eight hundred sequels. I love those sequels. Oof. This is different. This movie's not gonna be a part two. No, they I... do it. He wins. It is written. This gets the, the whole point. The slum dog gets the girl. Gets the money. Dance gets sequence. Respect. Doesn't find out what happens to his brother. Weird, but. You know, maybe in some maybe the novel novelization of the sequel I'm writing will will clearly will definitely have that definitely have that. In your uh, fan fiction. Yeah, De- fan fiction. Some log millionaire. Just just tight. <laughs> we go we go off on a chapter long tangent of the police captain Irfan Khan. He's great. Um, uh, I mean, ultimately, I do side with uh, that he should win uh, the money and get the girl as well because uh, the film is so supremely confident in its story and it's just it's it's headlong rush to make you believe in this guy i you just you love dev but just just looking at dev you're like ah i love this i just want to root for him just all Mm -hmm. the time even when he's the bad guy in that terrible uh avatar movie i'm just like he's just the airbender sorry and uh and frankly if you aren't on board with any of the way the events are unfolding and that he's destined to win by this point, I like. Why are you still even watching this movie? You should yeah, just stop. It's it's. Uh, and we have enough gritty realism in the movie to have the fairy tale ending. True that it is. He, I mean, he's, really, he's through some stuff. He goes through stuff. He sees things. He deals with terrible people. 
So we've got the gritty realism in there. It's not all, you know, sunshine and lollipops for Jamal. No, no, it is not. It it did make me go, man, I love living in America. It's like, I got some problems, but I'm a... I'm pretty happy with the way things are with my life. I feel very, very, very blessed and humbled and very privileged and by that, my and birth. And you're a man because women in India, and all I read about is the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, don't have it so easy. I mean, as a disgraced comedian once said, "Man, as a white guy, you can't even hurt my feelings." Like I've got it so good. Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis. Okay, yes, yes. Um, so uh, coming to the end of it, did Slumdog Millionaire deserve Best Picture? It did. I don't necessarily rank it among the best of all of the Oscar winners. And I'm not dumping on the movie. Right. But, you know, it's it's not Crash, but it's not (laughs) like All About Eve or one of those either. You know, it's mid-range for me. It's in there. It's It's a good movie. I think there were other really good movies that came out that year. But of the nominees, I would definitely say it deserved to win. Yeah. Uh, I would have to agree. In lieu, of comp- in lieu of the competition that it was up against, yes. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire is a great single-serving pitcher. Uh, follow-up viewings, they're not going to offer anything new of substance for you. Uh, now, that is not in itself a bad thing. Uh, I mean, certainly most movies we only watch once. But I kept coming back to this film because it's uh, tempo pacing acting and ultimately you know at the end of the day you just like the characters so much uh it's a wonderful underdog story a love story a brother story and uh certainly a very very brief primer on india itself i love it Open your eyes yeah it, it opened your eyes I, I love this movie but it's not like the it's not like a honeymoon like doing it every night kind of love it's the, <laughs> it's the it's the it's the it's the it's the it's the respectful contentment. You're just like, yeah, I've been married a couple of years. You're just sitting on the couch reading a book in your in your sweats, and yeah, it's fine. Like, I like, I love you, but you know, we don't have to go crazy. We can enjoy. We can enjoy the quiet or the lovely soundtrack that Ari Raman has provided us in the background. It's a very stylish movie. It's, it's it's slick as hell. It does make it does make the uh, slums of Mumbai look look very picturesque. Very, he, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle has a good eye for uh, an intense realism. I would say, like, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of his stuff is grounded, but there's this sort of almost magic to it. That, uh, there's that definitely fantasy elements of it. Yeah, and uh, so ultimately, like, go see it, pick it up. Uh, it is a, a very enjoyable film, and we. Uh, I'm glad to have started it out. You know, started 2018 out on uh, on a high note, an optimistic note, a happy note. And uh, it has a great dance sequence at the end. And it has a great dance sequence. Who doesn't at the love end. a great dance sequence at the end? Especially Bollywood. This might have been. This is a lot of people's first Bollywood dance sequence. They, me, me. It's. They me. are spectacular. They I just, didn't they know ha- it was coming. They just, I, they just I was happened. like, why are? They, what is this? I I don't get it. And then someone had to educate me and be like hey dumbass this is like a bollywood thing and i was like wow yeah. i'm really embarrassed that i didn't know this yeah. i'm embarrassed i'm admitting it right now i'm honest i had no idea that bollywood that this was like a thing and i thought that's really cool yeah and i really wanted to learn the dance because <laughs> i'm me i was like i need to know how to do this dance yes absolutely and it looked like fun it, it just totally looks like fun at the end like 
Like, no, we didn't rehearse this. We all just know all these movements. Of course. Of course. Just watch, literally watch any other Bollywood movie. I think every movie, every movie has a dance sequence in it at some point. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing, Bollywood. They produce a ton of fucking movies each year. You have been listening to Oscar Watch. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Uh, we are at the start of the Oscar season, so next week we are going to be looking back at the Golden Globe Awards, which are this Sunday, and discussing our sort of top 10, top categories of 2017. If you want to write in and let us know your thoughts on Slumdog Millionaire or the films of 2017, you can hit us up at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And find us and follow us on social media at oscarwatchpod. And of course, like, subscribe, and review on iTunes and SoundCloud. We'll get a Spotify up soon, I promise. Amy Thomason, where can folks find you if they want to get in touch? Thomason 11 on Twitter. Okay, do check her out. Got some good thoughts on a lot of good movies. Keep the conversation alive, folks. And until next week, certainly, certainly during award season. We will see you on the red carpet. Die ho! Die ho! Aja, aja,